You're listening to Sunny Side Up, a bite-sized podcast that brings you real-world insights that help go-to-market professionals evolve and stay up-to-date on the latest trends. Join us as we share best practices and proven techniques from industry experts and practitioners. Today's episode is made possible by Demand Matrix. Demand Matrix helps you complete your data stack with technographic, intent, and revenue potential data to help you accelerate revenue. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Sunnyside Up. I am your host, Nitesh, and today I'm super excited to talk to Jeff Grillo on sales strategies. Jeff, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So, uh, Jeff, before we move on to our topic today, would you just give a short introduction about yourself to our audience? Sure, I'd love to. Uh, so, as you mentioned, my name is Jeff Grillo, and I'd like to say I'm a 20-year student in technology and tech sales. I've had the pleasure over the last several years managing a couple of different teams here uh, for the company I work for, which is Pure Storage. And uh, I'm, I'm a builder. I like to build new teams. I like to start things from the ground up. And, uh, and, and completely revitalize you know, where there's challenges. So in my current role, I'm, I'm committed to developing young talent, which is you know, where, where we're at right now in a corporate sales team. So really excited about the opportunity here to tell you a little bit about how we got here. Uh, but first, I'll share a couple of things uh, about myself personally. I've got three kids, two teenagers, believe it or not, and, uh, and a little guy. So I um, enjoy singing, playing golf, bowling, really anything with a motor or wheels on it. But more importantly, I think, you know, if people ask me what I'm most passionate about, it's, it's really, I'd, I like to make people laugh. We can't, can't take ourselves too seriously. And boy, when we get ourselves into a tough situation, there's nothing like a little bit of, you know, brevity uh, to, to lighten the mood. Absolutely true. We need to smile. So uh, Jeff, thank you so much for the lovely introduction. Now, you know, let's, let's go to today's topic and talk in detail about what exactly sales strategy mean to you. Sure, I definitely can. You know, if you think about what a strategy is in general, it's really a defined set or a plan to meet a goal. And, you know, on the sales world, typically that goal is something that's measurable, whether it is a revenue goal, revenue target, net new logo target, you know, contract value, whatever the company measures their sales reps by, the whole strategy should be built around achieving that particular goal. And I like to refer to it as, if you think about it, I live in Michigan. If somebody said, hey Jeff, I need you to go to LA tomorrow, and I could directionally figure out how to get to LA. It's Southwest of where I'm at, I can tell you that. And I might eventually find LA without a map, but without any charted course or a plan, it's gonna take me a whole lot longer to get there, if at all. So I refer to that in saying that as a sales strategy, if you think about it in that same term, being able to define, to clearly define how you get from point A to point B to achieve or even overachieve your goals is really, really critical. Absolutely makes sense. What according to you are some key components of a very strong sales strategy? Well, so one thing I do want to mention is that a lot of sales strategies are nothing but a bunch of tactical operations that are going to get you to you know, the end goal. And if I think about some of the things that in our business that are really important, we're a completely channel-driven organization. So the first thing we have to inject into our sales strategy is how we're going to play with folks like our, our partners, our channel resellers, our marketing individuals, 
uh, training and development. How are we going to make sure that our folks are trained up to be able to do their job to execute the strategy? And then there's several other pieces as well that would be tools like, say, a CRM like Salesforce or Sixth Sense or some other type of analytics or AI type component that is going to allow us to quickly get to the information that we need to be successful. Other things I would mention, Zoom Info, out outreach, such like that. But really, you know, the, the components of a sales strategy is to make sure that everybody is going in the right direction, in the same direction as an organization. And I would give you a little bit of a, you know, I mentioned this before from a sales athletes component. So I refer to my team as sales athletes because we are always striving to get, you know, a good athlete is always striving to get better. Even the great ones probably practice harder than anybody else. And the reason I refer to my team as athletes is because we do have different varying degrees of performance, or I would say experience on our team. And allowing them to reach new heights is gonna require them to be coachable and want, want to learn more. When I think about the, the team aspects of it, if you think of folks like, I don't know if you follow football or basketball or whatnot, but pick your favorite team. You know, everybody knows Coach Bill Belichick from the, from the Patriots, Nick Saban on Alabama, you know, Coach Phil Jackson from, from the Bulls. What they all have in common is they all built dynasties. They built a sales strategy that is, is going to be able to still function despite knowing that every single player on the field is going to be changed out at some point or another. All right. Having one good team is great, but the strategy that the coaches put in place, the sales process and methodology is what allows them to continue to win year in and year out, despite maybe all the players on the team changing over. Obviously in college, they're only going to school for four years. So in that type of situation, you know, they're building, they're building in the pieces and components that they can plug fresh new talent in, into their process and sales strategy and allow them to still go win championships. And so that's, that's what I feel is really, really exciting when I look at teams like that. And I try and model my team to be much the same way. And so when you figure, when you think about the components, like I said earlier, first of all, they all have to be aligned with the greater direction of the organization. And then taking those pieces step by step, training and enable your folks to be able to go and deliver upon what you're asking them to do. Very interesting, Jeff. You know, uh, I'm quite intrigued you know, with the information that you're sharing with me. So you refer uh, to your team as sales athletes. Is that right? That's correct. Yes. What exactly does that mean and how does that align to your sales strategy? Well, um, a couple of things. One is, you know, athletes as great as they are they're not there to drive the strategy necessarily, right? They may be good in one way, shape or form. They may be able to do a certain thing very, very well, but you have to make them perform as part of a team. And the coach should always be driving the strategy of a given team. And here on my team, my leaders are very much the same way. We have uh, an approach to where, you know, we lay out our sales strategy for how we're gonna go exceed our revenue targets quarter by quarter, year after year. And there's several components to that. Well, how do we get there? You know, and it's the same thing with a coach. The coach on a football team wants to go in the championship, the Super Bowl, whatever it happens to be, right? And so they're going to game plan day in and day out and practice and practice and practice to try and get better so that they can go outsmart their competition. It's no different in sales. If you are not aware of your competition or understand how they are going to play 
or, or watch the film tape, if you will, you know, leveraging your experience and your leader's experience, it's going to be very tough to execute well against the competition. And if you can't do that, you're not going to make targets. So I think there's a ton of similarities between professional sports teams or really any sports team, because it's, it's really all about out executing the competition and driving yourself to be the best player that you can be. Makes sense. Professional teams, uh, as you said, they're driven by the coach. Let's say coach owns the strategy, the game plan, and the players or the athletes execute them. So who owns the sales strategy in a corporate world? 100% it has to come from the top down. Uh, we can't we can't be driving major decisions uh, for the organization. I work for a company that's a, approximately a $2 billion organization. My strategy has to align with my boss's strategy who aligns with his boss's strategy all the way up to the CEO. But also you think about the investment community and the board of directors and such, they are the ones that are driving our strategy. And then everybody has to fall in line to that Otherwise, you have complete dysfunction in the organization. So from my standpoint, we, we drive towards a mid-market business segment for Pure. So there is a greater sales strategy in place that our CEO has driven down. And then I take that and modify that to be more relevant to what our suited market is for so that I'm holding up my end of the bargain. But I have been a part of companies where the sales strategy is not cohesive or they're not aligned and you have people doing different things and it almost feels like a, a struggle ensues where here we are, we're all trying to drive towards the best thing for the organization, but doing it all differently because there's not this acceptance or agreement that this is the strategy. And I can take that down to my folks and make sure that we're falling in line with the greater sales strategy, but I still own my strategy for my team. And that gets driven all the way down to the folks on the street selling. Thank you so much for explaining, you know, about the sales strategy part. But just now you spoke about uh, you owning it and team working in silos rather than being aligned. So is that a problem if it is a very good strategy and teams are working in silos? Will that be successful or a good sales strategy, team working in tandem? That makes more sense, right? That, that is what you're trying to explain here. Yes, it, it definitely does. And, and folks will work in silos. I mean, certainly we have silos within our organization now, but we aren't working against one another. We're not, uh, we're not trying to accomplish something that my boss or the CEO of the organization didn't say that we should be doing. And so we're driving towards, I guess I'd say, holding up our end of the bargain as it relates to what my responsibilities are other teams are certainly doing the same thing, but it's not in a conflicting way. So I think that's probably the more important piece to, to say about that. There is a defined goal which the entire organization is going after and every team is playing their part. Absolutely, yes, correct. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm sure our listeners, uh, some of them from sales background who are owning a sales strategy would definitely learn something from your episode today. So I really thank you for being a part of our podcast and I really enjoyed having you on our show today. Thank you so much. No, appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Sunny Side Up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review us. 
and share these insights with your peers.